Feather Podcast. I'm your host, Wren, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a passion to share, or a dream that she is pursuing. This is episode 38, and my guest is Holly Mackle. Holly and I met through a mutual friend, Caroline Saunders. You may remember her episode a couple months ago. Well, Caroline wrote one of the essays in Holly's new book, Same Here Sister Friend, that you've been hearing me talk about. So if you're listening to this episode really, really early on April the 6th, I am still hosting the giveaway. It closes at 10 a.m. this morning, so run over there and enter the giveaway to win the book, Same Here Sister Friend. But even if you're listening later, no worries, because you can still use the discount code on Shopify, Feather20, to get 20% off of the book. So my guest today is Holly. Holly is a wife, a mom, an editor, a blogger, and also a gardener. I didn't know that about her. She is delightful. She is encouraging. She's always lifting up people, and she is funny. On this episode, we talk about how we met, um, all of her writing endeavors, and how she got started in writing. We also talk about adult women friendships and how they're very hard to make, but they are so worth it. And don't forget, we have a lot of fun with the Eat, Read, Pray, Love segment. So here is our conversation. Well, welcome to the podcast, Holly. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited. It's so fun, and it's great to have you, and I remember the first time I heard somebody say your name and it was Caroline from writer Caroline and she was like there's this great girl named Holly Mackle and she curated this book she put the book together of all of these different articles that we wrote about motherhood and oh it's just it's just the best it's just the best (laughs) she's just the best and so that's the first time I heard her talk about you on the podcast and then a couple podcasts ago and then you contacted me and said, hey, yes. let's do a giveaway. And I was like, yeah. And you <laughs> sent me the book, and I read it, and I loved it. I could not read it fast enough. And then you contacted me on Voxer, and yes. now we're like BFFs. <laughs> and now you can't get away from Voxer, right? No, like, you love it. Just can't. like the rest of us. It's so addicting, and everybody's like, what are you yeah. doing? And I'm like, not everybody. My husband's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's this app. If you got on Voxer, <laughs> we could talk all the time. Not that we That's don't right. talk now, but it's the best. So anyway, you are just delightful. You are my people, for sure. Thank you. You are my people. And it's just neat when people meet, and then they just click, and we just yes. click. So I completely agree. Anyway, so thanks for coming on the podcast. And thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here because I am now a listener and a fan. Oh, and I just love the way you just talk to women as if you're sitting there having coffee with them. So I have my little cup of tea here with me. Oh, good. I thought I could slurp <gasps> in the loudest, yes. most obnoxious way possible. Yes. That was a great thing. Well, that's good because then we're, we feel like we're at home. I've got that's my right. water jug. I don't do um, coffee. I'm the weirdest person ever. I don't drink coffee, but I do I, like no, tea. Either. I do like tea. Yes, I do. I do tea. That's what I do. Okay, so there that's you go. What you do. Okay. Well, let's talk about a little bit about your family. You live in Birmingham and tell us a little bit about them. Sure. I'm married to David Mackle, who is the kindest, most supportive most patient man I think I've ever known. And we've been married. It'll be 12 years, I think, this summer. So uh, when we were dating and got engaged, he was in ministry. And then two weeks after we got engaged, the ministry leader at the time came to him and said, hey, we're moving the ministry to Nashville. And he said, oh, my goodness, like, 
we just got engaged. Both of our families are here. Our life is here. Our church home is here. Mm. And so David made the transition out of ministry, and now he's a realtor in Birmingham. And we have two girls, Ellie, who is seven, and Georgia, who is four, and they keep me laughing and keep me on my toes. Yes, they're adorable. I love when, I think it was Georgia that said, you said, can you say hi to Miss Wren? She's like, hi. Mm-hmm. She's the sweetest little voice. <laughs> I was like, oh, She's okay. got a little Smurfette voice, kind of. Yes, like this it's so little thing. And she's also very tiny, so oh. I, I think I will mourn when she loses her little toddler uh, voice. But we've yes. still got this. Okay, so your husband was in ministry, and now he's a realtor. Well, he seems very yeah. outgoing, because when we were on Boxer the other yes. night, and you're like, hey, not afraid. <laughs> you're like, see you, Ren. And she, and you're, you're like, I got to go. My husband just came in. See you, Ren. And he goes, hey, Ren, who are you? And I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, well, at least I'm not the only one in this family whose jokes don't land all the time. <laughs> I was like, David, it was he great. Was like, oh, she knows. It's like, fine. Oh. Well, and the next day, I was I was typing on Voxer to you, and then I was talking, and then I decided, okay, I'm going to talk because Jim was sitting there, and he goes, "Who are you talking to?" I go, "Holly." Yeah. He goes, "Who's Holly?" I was like, "My new I friend." Know, right. Right. It was funny. Let me tell you, Voxer, I am a huge fan. It is a big friendship builder and it, it takes existing friendships to new levels really quickly because it's just so much more personal. Yeah. Well than a text message. It's I, yeah. It's I love it. Well, and you can talk through it and send pictures and I I literally like I love it. I'm like so me glad too. you introduced it to me because it's just <laughs> the best. It's just the best. Before long, all your friend circle is going to be. I know. I know. Like the new boxer champion. I know. I love it. I love it. So good. Okay, so let's talk about you. Did you you grew up in Birmingham? I'm assuming because your families are there. No. Well, I did not. I'm okay. what we consider a tumbleweed. Like I've been everywhere. My dad was not military, but you would think that he was. Okay. Um, so we moved around quite a bit growing up and. Uh, I came to college at Samford. We were in Montgomery at the time, and I came up to Samford and just loved it, loved Birmingham. And then my dad had some different job opportunities. I guess it was my sophomore year of Samford, and they wound up coming to Birmingham. So okay. my family's here now. David David um, grew up here, was born here, and okay. raised here. And we would love to just stay here and raise our girls here. And it feels really fun and new to me to kind of be putting down roots in a place. And it's mm, great. Love it. And Birmingham is a great place, I hear. It's great. It's beautiful. It's a lot to offer. Good. Okay, so how did you get started? Because I was looking at your bio, and (laughs) you have been a very busy woman, okay? (laughs) Like, you are a guest blogger on Joe Gardner, which that looks so much fun, even though I don't know anything about gardening, but it just is great. Like, I was just perusing that website. I was like, I could look at this all day. His site is gorgeous, and it's also really handy. And, and well, and you do, like, you do gardening. Like, you're not just I do. a blogger like, hey, let me talk to you about yeah. the spiritual implications from gardening. You're like, <laughs> right. hey, I garden. I get my hands dirty. So what do you have in your backyard right now, or what are you about to plant? Well, um, I just got all my flowers the other day, so those are kind of getting ready to go in and going in, and then we'll seed here in a couple of weeks. Okay. And then I buy tomatoes and peppers from from starts, and so I don't I don't seed that, but we grow all kinds of beans. Right now, what we're eating out of the backyard is mostly lettuce, and then <gasps> let me take a little peek out here. I can see um, we've got collard greens. My blackberry ah. bushes have just set flowers, so hopefully it'll just be another month or month and a half till we're eating blackberries and the peaches have little peaches all over. Oh my I mean, goodness. We love it. It's you're so fun. The girls love it. You're so domestic. 
<laughs> oh, very, so domestic. <laughs> so how long have you been doing this? Did you just like, you know, as a yeah. kid you were doing this or what? Well, my dad grew up on a very um, small farm in a very small town, rural Pulaski, uh, Virginia. And so he grew up, you know, around farming and he knows all this kind of stuff. And then my mom loves flowers. And so we grew up around it, my sister and I, our whole lives. And then once David and I got married and I had my own yard, I was like, wait a second. So I started and have killed so very many things along the way. <laughs> no, it's just it's just what you do, I guess. That's and right. All of us do that. Yes. When we moved to this house, probably one of my favorite things about it was that I had full sun for the first time ever, which was huge. Mm-hmm. And so David okayed this gardening project for our backyard where we put in some raised beds. And ah, that's what we do. We spend a lot of time awesome. out there. Yes. <laughs> Well, great teaching tool for your kids, too. Yes, Gosh. all sorts of topics, right? That is awesome. Okay, so you're a guest blogger at Joe Gardner. You yes. write um, at the Digging Suburbia blog, which yes, I love the me. name. Yes, that's That's just my personal blog, and I just kind of keep up there with what's happening in the backyard and what's happening with the girls. It's really just for fun and to keep up my writing. Well, I love it. It's great. I read Thanks. a few of those, and those were really, I like that. And then you're the editor for Engaging Motherhood. Now, tell me how that yes. came, about, came about. So Engaging Motherhood was the first book that I worked um, to collaborate and put together. And it didn't start as a book. It started as a Bible study to serve our congregation at our, our local church. And that um, study formed a group that now currently is still ongoing called Moms in Community, which is... Really, now it's for moms of all ages. It initially began for moms of very young children, newborn age, just to encourage one another and to kind of be there together in the trenches. But now moms of all ages are attending. And one of my favorite things about that group now is that we have our seasoned moms who spend a lot of time with us and really pour into us. So there's discipleship across the generations and not just, you know, in the same age and stage kind of uh, togetherness. Um, so that's fun. But we we wrote that study and then... Uh, a good dear friend of mine, Mary Branch, took that study to a PCA women's retreat where sh- she was the women's coordinator for our church at the time. And she took it to Dr. Stephen Estock, who's the coordinator for the PCA's uh, essentially CDM, which is like the publishing arm and the women's ministry arm for the Presbyterian Church. And when he saw it, he was like, wait a second, I think we should put this out. Oh. So that's how that book came out. But I have to tell you that to say that Engaging Motherhood, the site came about, essentially it was begun as a support site, a static site to support the book. But okay. what has happened is that women just keep submitting wonderful content and essentially it's turned into a once weekly posting arena for content from women of all areas and backgrounds. And That's we wonderful. Just, yeah, it's, it's been a really, a really fun time. And I know uh, that you know Katie Orr. Yes, yes, I yes, do. Okay, so I do. it was actually Katie Orr's idea. Katie Orr and I have a very good friend in common. And um, our friend Megan was asking Katie just for a few tips for me. And Katie said, you need to tell Holly that she needs a static site. Mm. <laughs> so my friend Megan said, hey, Katie says you need a static site. And I was like, no, I'm not doing nothing. And now here we are. And now here you are and you got two it. Two years later, yes, <gasps> with not just a static site, but a site that is updated on a weekly basis. But yeah. it's turned into a fun little community. Okay, so this really, so the engaging motherhood. Okay, so back up first. Yes. So when somebody comes to you and says, yeah, I want y'all to go ahead and, yeah, you know, I want you to to write this book, Holly. 
Yes. Wait a second. Okay. So <laughs> how, I don't, how in the world did you nurture that, that writing ability in high school and college after college? How did you, have you always been a writer? I think I have. And sometimes I forget that I have a master's degree in Spanish literature. So well, I was writing a lot, but it just wasn't in English. So sometimes <laughs> I forget to make that connection. But, you know, I, I tried and tried, Ren. I tried forever to get into medical school. And it just was not what the Lord had for me. Like wow. I never, never got the score I needed to get in. And I had various schools that were courting me and that said that they really wanted me. And they were like, okay, you need this number. And guess what? It never happened. Wow. And so um, I, I can remember, and, and when I think back now to the college days of when I was studying for, you know, for the sciences, mm-hmm. when I would take a little break, what I would work on was something for my English class or something for one of my Spanish classes. And that mm. provided like relief. It's because that was who I was made to be. Yes. Not so much the scientist, doctor, and trust me, you don't want me doctoring any of your people. <laughs> I don't think that is what you would call a good plan. <laughs> that is so great. That is such a neat story that you were going one way and God was like, no. And and it's all about our gifts and our talents. I've been reading a lot on that lately of just how mm-hmm. we can give glory back to God through those talents. And he gives yes. us those to use those. Right, for his specific glory. to us, yes, mm-hmm. for our own lane that, that's specific to us. I yeah. love that. Okay, kindness. that's great. That's great. Okay, so you, um, so you've been writing for a while. So God's given you that gift, and then you wrote this book, and then you started this website that kind of goes along with the book. But then now that's it right. is a regular. I mean, really, a, a blog where different people. Are writing on it, correct? That's right. Okay. Yes, I okay. feel super specifically called as a curator more than a writer. Mm. And so I think that God has uniquely gifted me, speaking of unique giftings, mm-hmm. He's really gifted me to put women together to collaborate. And mm-hmm. so that is where I just get my highest enjoyment is when I'm able to call the gifting out of other women and encourage them to step into their stories and to the ways that God has uniquely gifted them and, and shown them their path. And that's what I love to do is pull women together. I love that. But I do love to write too. (laughs) Well, and, and you're really good at it. And I was going to read a little bit, um, from your new book, which we are going to talk about. Your new book is called same here, sister friend. And tell us a little bit about what that book is about. Sure. Same here, sister friend came out of our book club, which has been meeting for, Oh golly, more than five years. And now it's been meeting for a long time. And over the years, as women have had babies or just life circumstances have changed and things have uh, shifted, you know, there's there's attendance at the book club, but there's not always reading along with the book club, oh, girl. It, you know, right? Oh, I, I, I was in a book club a few years ago, but I had like a six month old. That was the dumbest thing. Why did I join a book club? But it was just to to get out of the house. Um, but, and I I read the first book and that was it. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. Cause no, we don't want to read it. We just want to hang out. You're right. Exactly. We want to hang out. We want to have fun together. We want to laugh. Well, one of the book club members, this is now over two years ago, she picked a humor book, which I love humor. I read a lot of humor. I read all sorts of things, but I read a lot of humor and most humor that you can find is secular humor. Mm -hmm. So um, my friend picked this book and when we got to book club that night, Ren, everyone had read. I mean, the ones Uh with the newborns, the ones with the older kids, Uh the ones without kids, 
Uh, Every woman in attendance had read that book. That is a great book. I'm a huge fan of that book. I can tell you afterwards which book it was. What is it? She would love it. Well, it's a secular book and I don't want to call anybody out, but what I want to tell you about that is it, that book does not honor our God the way that we seek to honor him. It doesn't speak about, about people that we know or don't know, or people that we love in a way that is honoring. There are things in there that, um, I think the believer is going to feel like she maybe shouldn't be finding so funny with the, with secular humor. That's the thing with secular humor is that there's, there, there are elements of that that just don't jive with right. the way that we want to honor our Lord. Right. And so we, you know, after, after, it was that night at book club when I thought, wait a second, everybody read, that must mean that this is what we have capacity for right now mm. uh, in this general age and stage where all of the book club members are. Why isn't there more great stuff out there? There are a lot of, maybe a lot is a stretch, but there are several Christian women who love God and love Jesus and are walking with him who are writing humor. I mean, I think of Sophie Hudson and Melanie Schenkel. They are doing this with excellence. But when I think about how many women, specifically even my friends I know, that are hysterical women, gifted, funny women with stories to tell, why are there not more Sophie Hudson's and Melanie Schenkel's out in the world? Yes. Why are there not more women writing in a way that is salty and bright and inviting, you know, inviting to people in such a way that it, that it just draws you in? And maybe it's just for the sake of humor. Like maybe it doesn't even have to have a point, but can we just laugh together yes. and share experience together? It's so good. And that is, you totally described this book on oh. point. I mean, to the T, because that's what it is. And there are some spiritual applications in it too. But yeah. like you said, that could be a benefit, but it's just, let's just get together and laugh. And right. literally, and to say, same here, sister friend, I'm right there with you, or I've been there and I'm on the other side of it. Yes. Um, so I love the chapters and you wrote a few of the essays in it, which I yeah. love because then you can kind of, we can kind of get to know you as well. That's um, right. But there were um, 10 other women that wrote, correct? There were a total, There's a total of, of 12 of us. So yes, 12. 11. Okay. So 11 women that, um, did you know them, all of them in real life? I know all of them in real life, except for Caroline Saunders. Isn't that funny? That is So when I I asked our friend, our mutual friend, mine and Caroline's mutual friend, Emily D'Agostine, which I'm not sure if you know, Emily. I know that name. So She is from Memphis as well. And so I I called Emily and I said, hey, I've got this crazy harebrained idea. Yeah. And I'd love to ask you to write for it. And she said, yes. And then immediately after she said, and you've got to talk to my friend, Caroline Saunders. Yes. And now knowing Caroline and knowing her writing, I absolutely see, like, she's just the coolest. I'm so she glad is. she put me in touch with Caroline. That's awesome. Okay. So I love um, all of the chapters, um, but I love the one that you wrote called Picture Perfect. And <laughs> you were talking about how you wanted to, um, you were in jammies with your girls one day. And um, you were going to get, a, it was, y'all were just kind of, waiting for dad to come home at the end of the day, which how many of those days are like that? A lot of days are like that sometimes. You took a picture of you and your girls and were like, oh, I didn't even want to take this picture. We're gross. We've got jammies. Our hair's a mess. But you did, and you're so glad that you did. And so let me read a little bit about what you wrote. Oh, these pictures are just fun because we look gross. 
I, with my message of the beauty of how God sees us, almost didn't take the shot based on our appearance. I almost missed it. It hangs in my office as one of my most treasured possessions, and I almost missed it. Sister friends, when we say no to a random or spur-of-the-moment picture, what we're really saying is, don't remember I was here. This is far deeper than any body image issue. This is about presence, contribution, connection and friendship, and family identity. This is saying no to our heart's deep desire to be in the moment and part of the moment based on our extra pounds or our regrettable bangs. Covered, surrounded, sheltered, and enveloped in Christ's mighty love, that's the only frame of mind from which to decide whether or not to get in the picture. I love that. I feel like the connection and friendships are what we crave, but then at the same time, we're afraid of it as well. Right. I agree. So tell me, how how do you develop friendships like that? The sister friend, close friendships that you have developed, that I have developed, that um, that women our age are wanting to develop. I see a very distinct difference among my friendships when it comes specifically to the issue of transparency and being willing to really share from the heart. And I think that when women are willing to go there and they're really able to talk on a heart level about things that really matter and not just kind of the ins and outs of day-to-day life, which it's also important just to have shared experiences and to share those as well. But when it comes to that heart level stuff and really sharing what God is up to, what you think God might be up to, what you hope he's up to, struggles and being transparent, you know, and that there's, there's of course a, a level of appropriateness, especially we, we certainly want to protect our husbands and mm-hmm. we want to be cautious about how we speak about our husbands with others always. Right. right. Um, but I do think it's important to not put up this facade to act like we have got it all together because I think what happens is that woman that we're speaking to then feels like she has to turn and mimic us and act like she's got it all together when really she will match us if we're able to say, Hey, this is a hard day and here's why. Mm -hmm. And she'll be able to enter into that place. And that's the kind of friend I want to be. That's the kind of friend I love to be around. It's one of the things that drew me to you right off was I felt like you just weren't putting up any walls. And I think that's probably why a lot of your listeners listen to you because they feel like you're just entering into real life. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I want to be real and transparent and just kind of, this is, this is me. This is, this is but, it. but, but, you know, back to what you were saying about you're sitting in book club and you're hearing these women read this humor book, love the humor book. And then you're thinking, I have so many women that I know friends that are hilarious and that could be really, that are really great writers that can go in and we can all write this great humor book together. And that's what I did when I was in the car. God was stirring in my heart and in my mind about the podcast is I know so many women that their stories need to be heard. I know of 33 women right now. And a lot of those I've interviewed and a lot of them haven't interviewed yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, God keeps bringing people like you and Caroline and a lot of other people that God keeps bringing um, across my path 
that I just want their stories to be heard and their and um, their walks with Jesus and their encouragement to be heard. So I feel like in the same way you did that with your book, that I feel like God's given me with the with the um, what do I do <laughs> with the podcast. So sorry to interrupt. I hope you're enjoying this episode, but I did want to just come in here and just remind you that you can go to hollymackle.com and you can order the book same here sister friend right now as you are sitting with your phone or if you are sitting at your desk you can go ahead and order it through amazon or shopify if you do go through shopify to order don't forget feather 20 and that'll get you 20 percent off and i'm about to go place my order on shopify right now but i do want to tell you something funny if you do go to hollymackle.com i typed it in but i didn't have .com i didn't know how to spell her name and holy mackerel came up so now i call her holy mackerel Anyway, go to hollymackle.com. That's le.com. Back to the show. I'm hearing you, and maybe somebody's thinking, you know, Holly, that's great. If you can be transparent with your friends, and maybe you have friends like that, but I don't have friends like that. What would you mm-hmm. say to that woman? Right. Well, before I answer that question, I just want to tell you, I'm so glad that you are talking to women who, I hate this word so much, but I'm guessing that if these women were to describe themselves, they would probably just say they were ordinary. But I love that you are calling them and asking them to be on your podcast and revealing the extraordinary Mm. in all these women who are walking with the Lord. And so I think that's so cool, Ren, that you're not just seeking after, you know, the next next new speaker or the next new whatever with your podcast. Thank you. And I... I'm just really encouraged by your faithfulness in that. I think it's huge. But good, good. To what I would say, yeah, to that to that woman, um, it is risky. And back to the whole thing about moving around a lot growing up, my parents did me a huge favor, really to my sister as well, Mm. by moving us around because we had no choice but to make friends. We had Mm. no choice but to risk putting ourselves out there and not being accepted. And I will not fill, you know, your ears with the list of all the times that I have been personally rejected. Like, mm. it's going to happen. Right. However, it's worth it. Like, what's at stake is totally worth it. I have the best and truest and deepest friendships right now. Women that call me to more, that don't let me just sit back mm. on my heels and, and rest. They call me to more. They call me, as we say at our church, further up and further into the gospel. And I'm so thankful for them. And and it was risky to get there. So I guess what I would say to that woman who says, I don't know, that sounds dangerous. I would say, it is dangerous. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is, but it's totally worth it. And it might take a few tries. It might take a lot of tries before you find her. You know, but ask God for her. Like, he's going to give her to you. Right. Ask God. Right. And then we can, it, add, right. We can be just praying for that person or people. And right. I was hearing on somebody and I don't I'm I'm the worst about remembering where I heard this it was just like what you were talking about oh yeah maybe it was you (laughs) no where it said you come here often did you read that on it was on Facebook it was on Facebook I think and somebody said it was the best mom pickup line I was like you come here often and I'm like that's awesome that's pretty great I wish that was me it's really hard to make those mom friends because you know you think you know in high school you know, it's wherever you go to school or church or whatever. And then now, you know, if you're married or even if you're not, that you, ha- it's just like you're back in elementary school again. Like, do you want to be right. my friend? Check bar- box yes. yes. Check box no. Check box maybe, you know? Like, yes, which what, is so painful. It, <laughs> it is. So it's hard. But it is worth it, like you said. And it's yes. also wanting, I think, 
all of us are wanting someone to take a step out, you know, exactly. and all they yeah. can say is no. Like right. I called up somebody I was had on the podcast. I said, Hey, she loves um, Sophie Hudson. And I said, Hey, she yeah. was in Memphis. And I said, let's go. And she was like, okay, yeah. it's the first time we had ever hung out and it was the best. And she said, right. yes, you know, yes. like she it was, yes. it was great. It was so good. So it makes me want to do more things like that. Cause I'm introvert and I don't really want to do that unless I'm, I know you and I'm still safe with you. So for me to step out, that was a, it was hard, but it was it's so worth deal. it. It's very yeah. courageous. And I yeah. just read, and this is going to be a Holly paraphrase. So please, so much, <laughs> so much grace on this. Yeah. But I just read this beautiful Christina Fox piece about her book, Closer Than a Sister. Mm. And it was something like friendship takes intentionality. And that's exactly what you did. You were intentional with that friend to call her about something she would like mm-hmm. and to ask her to go with you. And I'm sure that she felt so honored. And I, I love that concept of showing honor to our friends. And I think mm-hmm. you did that when you invited well, and I feel like, how how many times have I not done it when I wanted to? Right. And then, yeah. but it, when you do it, it makes it easier when you keep doing it. it it's true, it isn't easier. it? Yeah, it's like so, a habit. Yeah. Okay, so what was your, what was your goal when you said, okay, let's do this? I think you already mentioned this at Book, book Club. Your goal was to do what with Same Here Sister Friend? My goal was to, just like we talked about, just using this word again, to invite. I wanted to invite women to step into their story in maybe a way that they hadn't and to do so from a humorous slant. So I wanted to invite. And then after that, I was super clear with all the contributors when I first called them. I said, there's a really good chance that this is not going to go anywhere. Like ever. (laughs) It winds (laughs) up in my 86 drawer and that's it. And mm. are you okay with that? If it doesn't go anywhere, is right. that all right? Right. And so I'm, I'm just so encouraged and honored by the ones who said yes and said, yeah, it's okay. This is, this is worth, you know, trying this and, and giving it a shot. And so we did. And, um, I, I often write for myself. I mean, let's just put it out there. Mm. Let's just put it out there. I'm, I'm a selfish writer. I write what I need. Mm. I find that I write my way through a lot of stuff often and it's just cathartic for me to kind of get my words out and on paper and mm-hmm. be able to use the delete key and realize, hey, that's not true because that doesn't line up with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe there's more here and maybe I need to explore that another time. So so there's a lot in Same Here, Sister Friend that is just that selfishness <laughs> where it was like, hey, guess what? I like to laugh. These women are super funny and they can make me laugh. So let's see if it happens. Well, and I'll tell you, when I had my son, um, it was right when Melanie Shankles um, came out with Sparkly Green Earrings. I love that series. It was such a good book. I know, all of them. And I I read it. And yeah, as a a mom of a newborn, I didn't have time. But this really, this... This comes in right next to hers because of how wow. I know, I know you're going to be like, really? but I really feel words. like, I really feel like the humor in this and the realness in this, I think would be great for any woman, but especially woman that is in the trenches with those babies. It yes. really is going to make them laugh and, and just say, same here, same here. Thank you so, for that. Thank That's you for great. writing it. It's 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 delightful. It's delightful. It usually takes me about a month to read a book, and it took me about a week and a half. I mean, Are you and, that, and that was only because I was doing it on the digital copy, and then when I got it in the book form, I was like, oh, because I love touching it and underlining, and and as you can see, all of my little 
um, my markings and stuff. But anyway, it's so good. And it feels good. It's very smooth. I like oh, it. Okay. It's Thank very you. smooth. Okay, so when does the book come out? The book comes out April 17th, but you can pre-order now. It's it's on barnesandnoble.com, Amazon, and then also on our Shopify page. Great. And I do have a code for that Shopify. You do. That's I right. Do at Feather 20. What's next for you? So going on in the background right now is a churchwide devotional project that Greg Poole, um, one of our associate pastors at our church, asked me to sort of spearhead and put together. So I'm essentially the managing editor for that project. And our church has done a churchwide devotional for the last two years, and Greg and the rest of the staff have seen a real uptick in church participation with devotional life. And so that's something they want to continue. And when Greg came to me and he said, hey, we really liked these last two books that we've done, but we need to bring this in-house because we think we have a lot of talent here at our church. And I was like, Mm. yeah, you do. You sure do. And so we're doing, um, we decided to base it off of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And we'd love for our church to become more familiar with the truth that's in the catechism. But we don't just want it to be this very stoic, doctrinal sort of devotional. Mm -hmm. So we've asked 52 contributing writers to write a story that connects to a catechism question. So it's going to be a devotional that hopefully melds heart with mind Mm. and be available should be the end of this year. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay, so from a Baptist girl, a catechism, yes. tell it. Tell me what it, it, it's your belief system, correct? So tell that's me a right. little bit like, because I think I have a general okay. idea. Yes, <laughs> it's essentially these catechism committees came together in such a way so as to create questions and answers okay. that, that very fundamental doctrinal beliefs are based off of. Okay. So, who is God? What is God? Great. What is the Bible? You know, mm-hmm. who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? So very simple questions. And then gotcha. there's a children's version that um, my daughters memorize at school. And it's pretty fun to hear them. And they memorize yeah. a whole lot faster than I do. And so oh. that was kind of one of the impetuses behind this project was how can I get this stuff in my brain too? And so that's, that's great. That's awesome. I love that. Good. Okay. So at the end of my episode, I ask four questions, my eat, sleep. Why do I do that? I said, sleep. (laughs) Love it. How do you sleep? Well, you can't, you can't edit that out. That's pretty great. (laughs) Oh my word. Eat, read, pray, love segment. So tell me kind of talking about things that maybe, what does your prayer life look like or or what are you praying for right now? My prayer life right now looks very early in the morning because Mm. for the last several years, I just have not been that great of a sleeper. And that has been, you know, a sadness because sleep is wonderful, but Mm. it's been a real treat because I'm up before the rest of my family and I can have time with Jesus Mm. and get to pray in a quiet house. And that's been you know, one of those blessings in disguise that I've that's tried to great. take advantage of. So um, that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Is it like five? We're talking five o'clock, six o'clock, four well, thirty? Lately, sort of, I've, I'm awake in the fours, but okay. really until about six months ago, I would typically be awake in the threes and I'm very thankful that that has passed. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, that has passed. I will say goodbye to that in the rearview mirror and hopefully not revisit that. But um, wow. let me tell you, you can get a lot done or less <laughs> in the morning, right? I know. <laughs> I know. You're right. So maybe we should have a sleep segment. 
Um, have you tried the oils? <laughs> Are you an oily girl? I am not an oils girl. Okay. I have a very sensitive, see this big nose here? I have a very sensitive sniffer, so I have to avoid the oils. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I was going to say, put a little lavender or something That's on right. That's maybe. right. That's uh, yeah. right. <laughs> what are you reading these days? Read? You ask me such complicated questions. No. I read all the things. Yes. All the things. <laughs> yes. Are you a okay. fiction? Okay. Are you a how-to? Are you theology? I like it all. Okay. I like it all. Okay, so right now the things that I am at some point in, <laughs> the one I was reading last night is called First Women by Kate Anderson Brower. Okay. It's her follow-up book to The Residence, which both books are about the White House and the first family. Oh, yes. So First Women is about the first ladies, and it is so good. Oh, my I goodness. I need it. that book. I am a dork about all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like you that. and I need to go to DC and just yes. like spend two days in yes. that hall where they have all the gowns. Yes. Oh gosh, I love that hall so much. Oh my goodness, I'm writing it down because I've got to get that. I would be really interested in that for I sure. I like it. Super conversational, and uh, some people may not like this because she kind of flits from one first lady to the next. But it mm-hmm. sounds like you're just listening to her talk through stories like she'll say something about Hillary Clinton and that'll remind her something about Nancy Reagan and so she'll just kind of be sort of Nancy Reagan I love it I'm so loving it it. so that and then I am also about halfway through a Francine Rivers book called The Priest that's about Moses's brother Aaron because we just finished the Exodus Jen Wilkins study in Bible study okay which is excellent I mean Mm. I am a card-carrying member of the Jen Wilkins fan club but I'm reading the, the fi- it's, I mean, it's fiction, but she really is trying to stay close to scripture. Sure, sure. But I wanted to sort of get a, a little bit of a mind picture of how Francine Rivers saw the story of Aaron. So I really yes. am liking that. Interesting. But I did want to ask you if you had read a book. And I wanted to know if you had read um, that book that's called Dispatches from Pluto. It's Richard Grant, and it's about the Delta. No, Have you read no, this book? No. Read. Like I wrote myself a note to ask you if you had read that book. It is excellent. Okay, Dispatchers from Pluto. That sounds like yes. it's an alien book. It's not. I guess it's Pluto, Mississippi. Oh, is there Pluto, Mississippi? I think so. I think it's Mississippi. <gasps> what? I'm like 99.9% sure. I have never heard not- of Pluto, Mississippi. Here. Yes. You have got to be kidding me. Nope, it's so good. I'm going to Google that. I'm going to Google Earth that. I want to look at it. <laughs> <There you go. gasps> okay. I was thinking Pluto, the dwarf planet. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm writing it down. I'm going okay. to look it up. Okay. Good deal. All right. What are you eating? What's your favorite snack? Okay. I mean, these questions are going kill me here. <laughs> am, I, am I out or am I at home? You are at home. And you're going I'm in home, your pantry. And you're like, give I'm me some. I'm going in my pantry. Okay. So there is this fancy schmancy line of chocolate chips and I do not speak French so please (laughs) (laughs) maybe I should spell it but I think it's pronounced guitar and it's g-u-i-t-t-a-r-d I I think oh and they come in like a gold bag but they are the most delicious chocolate chips they are change your life chocolate chips so I take a few of those and then a few pecans (gasps) and my little you know very fancy highbrow trail mix, yes. probably eaten out of my kid bowl with Dora the Explorer on the bottom. Yes, Dora is awesome. Right. Um, so where yummy. do you find these? Don't say Trader Joe's because I don't have a Trader Joe's. Don't say that. I actually haven't looked there. Do you have Sprouts? Yes. 
Yes, they're there. <gasps> at least at my sprouts. They're so yummy. I know yummy. what I'm going to be doing this afternoon. Yes, super good. But then Are they healthy? out. Oh, girl, it's chocolate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no I'm way. just thinking sprout, maybe. Okay. So it's not I chocolate. It's a dark food. chocolate one. Okay. That's better for you. I don't know. Okay, they're supposed to be. What are you eating if you go out? If I'm out and I'm jonesing for a snack, my new favorite thing right now is the Frosted Sunrise from Chick-fil-A. Are you aware of this? Is it the orange thing? Yes. Oh, no. Don't mm-hmm. tell me. Mm-mm. No. No, ma'am. Okay. No, Did ma'am. you like Orange Julius? Okay. Like when we were kids? Did you yes. like Orange Yes. Yes. To me, it, it's like a it's like an upscale Orange Julius. Really? Okay, because I tried yeah. the Frosted Lemonade. And I wasn't a fan. Oh, I do like that, too. So Eww. you might... Yeah, I couldn't mix. I know, and I love all of the. I'm sorry, Chick Fil A. I love you with all my heart. I have a Chick Fil A backpack. I have a towel. I'm so sorry. I have a scarf. I think our devotion is well documented to Chick Fil A, right? I'm so right, very much. Right. Um, yes. but I tried the. Isn't it the frosted lemonade? It's like got yes, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. I had to have the. And I'm usually like I love like all of the ice cream and stuff, but but the lemonade maybe the orange would be better. Maybe give it a shot. You is it like a creamsicle? I really think it's more like somebody figured out how to do the perfect orange Julius. Okay. So do you, like if they have it now, like it's already. They there. have it now. And I think it's a limited thing. So I think you have to. <gasps> okay. Well, I'm going to go to my sprouts <laughs> and then I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. Box and me to after. See. Yes. And if it's not good, you have to reimburse me. Okay. Okay. I absolutely. We'll send you the $3 and five cents in the mail. <laughs> okay. So what are you loving? If you're, all these yeah. things sound great, but what are you loving? You know, I am just such a sunshine kind of girl. I'm loving that it's spring and we can get yes. outside and work in the yard. Yes. I think I have that seasonal affective disorder thing. Oh girl, you know, me too. I really think I have that. So mm-hmm. I love being outside and I feel like the girls are in better moods when we're outside mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm just loving getting my fingernails dirty and digging in my yard. That's awesome. That's so good. Okay, so where can people find you on social media if they want to find Holly and yes. writing? <laughs> so home base now is hollymackle.com, which gives me all the weirdo feels to say my name as a .com to you. I have to tell you. Okay, so hollymackle.com, and yes, that you is can get you. To everywhere from there. Perfect. Like Joe Gardner's link to from there, Digging Suburbia, everywhere. Okay. Okay. And then on Instagram, you can find us at Same Here Sister Friend, and there's... A lot of fun going on right now and getting ready for the book launch. There'll be lots of giveaways and cool stuff happening there. Yes, yes. And I have a giveaway, giving a book away. And yes. um, I'm going to be posting this on Friday. So y'all will have a few hours. This post, I think, at midnight. So you have a few hours before 10 a.m. <laughs> when I announce the winner. That's so um, to get a free book. And I have a discount code that's um, on Shopify. So I'll tell everybody about that. But. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and talking with us about friendships and families and new projects and your books. Oh, your book. Tell me about your Advent book. Yes, it's called Little Hearts Prepare Him Room. Mm -hmm. It was something I just did for us as a family personally. And I joke that same friend, Mary Branch, who just is, she just is always at my back. And Mary Branch kind of put it into the the hands of the higher ups at CDM and they said, Hey, we want to put this out. And so it's a family advent devotional. Um, that is kind of just the things I wanted my girls to be able to connect with when it came to the story of Christ's birth and, and a little bit, um, of not just the story in scripture, but also how it connects to some larger doctrinal concepts like, Mm. um, 
perseverance of the saints, that he will never leave us, that we will never be able to slip from his hand. So mm. it's things I want my girls to hear from a young age and not just learn about in college when they kind of get a, you know, theology kick going and start to read. I like that. I like that. Well, and I need to know where we can get this book sure. I need to order it <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You can get that online at PCABookstore.com. And I believe it's also for sale on Amazon. Okay. All right. Cause I definitely, um, want to get that book. I saw it and I was like, I need this book and also engaging motherhood. That that's right. It's like a great book too. So right. and engaging motherhood's home base is kind of our Facebook, which is just okay. engaging motherhood on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on the podcast. See? Thank you. Ren. <laughs> You are a delight. Can you believe that I've only known Holly now for three weeks? Three weeks. I feel like I've known her all my life. I feel like we grew up together. She's so warm, inviting. She's in your corner. Just the ultimate characteristics of a friend. So go check out Holly at hollymackle.com and you can find her Digging Suburbia blog. You can find her Engaging Motherhood that she's the editor for and also as she is a guest blogger on Joe Gardner. And don't forget, check out Same Here Sister Friend. I'm telling you, laugh on the floor, tears rolling down funny. And you can go to Shopify and get the book for 20% off with the code FEATHER20. You can also get it on Amazon and go ahead and pre-order it so that you'll get it on your doorstep uh, when it comes out, April 17th. So I'm reading for you, Holly. I think this is an awesome book and encouragement to so many women and so many moms out there and thanks so much for listening remember you can find us on facebook at friends of a feather and also on instagram at friends of a feather podcast and if you feel so inclined i would love if you could go give a five-star rating and review on the podcast on itunes i would just really appreciate that because other people can find it and we just want to be encouraging others so thanks so much for listening and i will see you next week bye guys